0: Bro marketing culture and sketchy MLMs have given modern business a bad reputation. It feels harder than ever to succeed as an entrepreneur, even though we've got an abundance of info and tech right at our fingertips. If you feel frustrated running your business, stress over your sales goals, or are baffled by marketing strategies, you've come to the right place. You deserve to run a successful, sustainable business without spamming all of your friends or wasting time and money on marketing gimmicks. This is the Sell It Sister podcast, and you're going to learn how to make more money without complex systems or sleazy sales tactics. I'm Erica Tebbins, and I teach highly motivated, female and gender expansive entrepreneurs that selling doesn't have to suck. I've been running successful businesses and teaching others how to sell smarter, earn more, and create raving fans for over 15 years. And I'm excited to share what I've learned with you. If you want success without truly serving your clients, profits without any passion, or the next get rich quick scheme, I'm not your gal. But if you're all in as an entrepreneur, want to make a difference with your work, and are ready to run a business you're proud of, then get ready to sell it, sister. Hey, real quick before we dive into the episode, I wanted to let you know about an upcoming free training that I am doing very soon And it's perfect if you have been feeling frustrated because your income is not matching your effort, your energy, or your expertise. It's on Thursday, October 7th at 11 a.m. Eastern, and it's called Simple Sustainable Success, How to Grow Your Online Business Ethically and Effectively So You Can Thrive. And of course, even if you cannot make it live, there will be a replay. So you're going to just want to register so that you can get that recording sent out to you. But if you are able to attend live, then you get to join in the Q&A, which is always filled with good, good stuff. But this is really great if you have been in business for a bit, you're working with clients, all of those things, you got all the basics down But you're just feeling like, you know, getting clients feels like a fluke. You don't really know which actions move the needle forward on growing your business. And it seems like there are so many options out there of things you could do. And honestly, a lot of them do not sound appealing. And you're wondering, like, what can you believe? What is actually going to work for you and not feel super gross or super exhausting. Right. And the reality is that it can be really hard for most entrepreneurs to figure out where the growth gaps are in their business. So that's why I am going to be taking you through an exercise to help you better figure out what those growth areas are. And then I'm going to explain what you can do to focus on right now to start seeing growth, like right away, not next year, but growth right now. Um, and especially doing it in a way that is aligned to your strengths, your vision, your values, all of that good, good stuff. So you're going to want to go to bit.ly forward slash no BS biz growth. It's all lowercase, all one word bit.ly forward slash no BS biz growth to save your spot, to get all of, um, there's tons of more info, uh, at that link as well. So you can see if this is even something that is, you know, worth, worth an hour of your time, but I can promise you that I will show up and I will be given the good, good stuff. Uh, as you probably already know, if you've ever been to one of my trainings, so yeah, go ahead and go check it out and I will see you there. This episode of Sell It Sister is really special because not only is it part of my rebellious success spotlight series, where I feature real clients that I've worked with in my rebellious success program, but it's also the first time that I have attempted to interview two people at once. And I think it worked out pretty well. So hopefully you agree. These women are so awesome. I know you're going to learn so much. It was actually really hard to just like kind of narrow it down to uh, a clear and concise topic for this one, because we talked about so many different things, but they really all do make sense together. And I would say that like really the overarching feeling uh, or message that came through in this interview for me was that the most important thing is to uncover who we truly are and to honor that and to lean into it and to come back to it when we get out of alignment with it, which will happen. And it's okay. We don't need to judge ourselves. And also that it's being able to lean into our own truth and getting support that honors who we are and uh, at our core and what we want to do in the world is really, really, really valuable. And that who we are is is magical and uh, and is something that is really special and should be celebrated. And it's where we can actually find the most success. And I've had the pleasure of actually working with both of these on the receiving end of the work they do. And they are They are phenomenal. So please go check them out if you resonate with them. And I'm sure you will after the episode. So a little bit about each of them. So Katie Braja is a yoga breathwork and meditation coach for imperfect humans who struggle with consistency, perfectionism, and making meaningful time for self-care through group coaching classes and individual programs. She helps people create a personal practice. That's a source of strength and self-nourishment, not guilt, or shame. She's actually been my meditation mentor. And as somebody who thought I would never be able to have a meditation practice, I can say to you now, I do. It feels like a miracle. And I'm so glad I worked with Katie and Jamie is a yoga teacher, human design reader, and alignment coach. She does everything with her whole heart and helps others do the same. And Jamie actually did my human design chart reading for me. It was so awesome. Awesome. It was so interesting and she is just a delight. Even like if you follow her on Instagram, you will see her like sunshiny, vivacious personality shining through. And when you follow Katie, you just feel calm instantaneously. It's so nice. So all of their contact info is in the show notes. Definitely go give them a follow. And now on to the interview. Hey, Jamie and Katie, welcome to the Sell It Sister podcast. I am really excited to have the both of you together. My first episode interviewing more than one person at once. So this will be an an adventure. Uh, But this is part of my Rebellious Success Spotlight series where I am bringing on some fabulous clients of mine who've been in my Rebellious Success program to allow them to share their brilliance with you. So welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much Thanks. for having us. So excited to be with both of you in one zoom room. Yes. Yeah. it's So
0: it's so fun. So one thing I loved about, um, you both had joined the very first cohort and in that cohort, there were four different people who teach yoga, <laughs> which was <laughs> wild. But the thing that I love about all four of you is that you also have other things that are your specialties in addition to yoga. And I've been able to experience that with each of you. So Jamie uh does human design, which I'm gonna have her explain, and she read my chart, and it was so great and so eye-opening and really fun. And Katie also helps people with meditation and she has been my meditation coach, my mentor, and I can safely say that I am a person now who meditates, which I never thought would be possible. So I absolutely love it. So first up, Jamie, why don't you explain a bit more about what you do beyond yoga and why you love it?
1: hmm That's so interesting that you brought that up, that we all, I feel like we all maybe started in yoga too. Yeah. And then it leads to so much, or it's such a good place, like a starting point to really, I guess, I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, get to know yourself better and then figure out what it is you really are good at or meant yeah. to be doing or what lights you up. And it's so funny Erica, I was just listening to your episode on refining your focus and finding more hell yes clients and you were using so much human design terminology actually in terms of like, oh. you know, letting go of those say offers that you've been doing for a while that maybe still make you money or having those clients that are still like you were saying, like it's not that you don't like them, but just <laughs> it's not firing you up anymore. It's not exciting you anymore. So that was super on point with um following your gut really. Um, But yes, I started teaching yoga about 10 years ago. I was mainly teaching yoga to kids and to people with special needs. And the reason I started with those populations was because I thought they weren't judgmental and (laughs) because they aren't. But turns out I was talking to a friend recently, I feel like grownups too are almost just as like childlike in so many ways, really. Right. Like we all just want to be seen and we want to be heard and we want someone to take care of us and give us a safe space to connect with ourselves. And so now I teach yoga to grownups, typical grownups as well. Um, and I've been loving that too, but I've been using both yoga and human design now to coach women, basically to get to know themselves better. I think those are two tools that I have used so I can speak to how they work. Um, And human design came into my world because I jumped into a coaching program where I got my human design read. And that's really what changed my life, um, I would say, because it, it used the terminology of when something is no longer lighting you up switch directions, pivot, shift, find what does. And I had had this little seedling of an urge to jump into coaching. And so just hearing that was really what gave me the push and gave me the courage to do that. So now I run small group coaching programs. I coach people one-on-one, but I always incorporate movement and breath and people's human design readings as a way to guide them to just living life with more joy and like really just living life. Yeah. I love that. That is so, that's so beautiful.
0: And, uh, and since you mentioned breath work, Katie, I know that Mm -hmm. is something that you are really passionate about. So yeah. Talk, talk a bit about what you do.
2: Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. What Jamie said, how we all kind of start with yoga and then sort of move outward from that to discover our own paths. So I also have been teaching yoga for about 10 years and what happened, which was really interesting is I, as I started teaching and getting opportunities, I sort of ended up teaching gentle yoga <laughs> and primarily to senior populations, you know, older folks um, and beginners would come to my gentle classes. And I really was able to see in a, in a very um, immediate way, how simple practices and emphasis on breath and not trying to like do anything wild and magical with your body in terms of creating a shape or doing anything like impressive or stunty um, was having really powerful effects. And it really taught me how powerful the breathwork practices are and visualization and mindfulness. And so as I've gotten more into my own work and my own business and developing work that I can translate online, those have really stuck out to me as important tools, uh, practical tools for people to use. And, you know, at the same time that I was teaching and like discovering this kind of (laughs) secret pathway through breath work and meditation, I was also dealing or struggling with like taking on this identity as a yoga teacher, whatever that might mean. Mm -hmm. And this feeling of like, I should be practicing a certain way. I should have, you know, this daily, you know, spiritual practice and it should look and feel a certain way and my morning routine and, you know, all this kind of um, aesthetic stuff that we put around uh, yoga teaching and yoga practice. And I just couldn't make it work. Like it just was not jiving for me. And I was constantly feeling like I was failing and it was just creating all these like shame spirals. And so eventually for myself and my own journey, like realizing how counterproductive that is <laughs> to set up these expectations around, you know, what our basically self-care practice is supposed to look and feel like, really undermines what we're trying to do anyway with it. So as I've started to move into breath work and meditation focus, um, I'm also really trying to weave in these practices of self-compassion and practicality and, you know, honoring what's true for you and what works and what doesn't work and what your reasons are for even coming to these practices so that you make sure they're serving you without shame, without guilt, without all that crud. Yeah. I, I really, really love that. And I know that
0: like, I, I appreciate that you are both so similar in the sense of like getting into alignment with what works for you and like what lights you up and getting rid of the shoulds. And that has actually allowed you both to collaborate with each other, which we'll talk about in a second, because I love the power of collaboration for entrepreneurs Um, but I feel like this speaks so much to how I view business and it's really interesting. And I'm sure that you could say the same, both of you about all of your clients, but like we absorb so much good learning and information from our clients, just as like we impart it. And it's, was really fun to work with the both of you because I'm so much like you know screw the shoulds and do what feels right for you and all of this stuff from a very like business entrepreneurial focus lens and your actual businesses are like teaching people how to do that in their whole lives and so it's just a good reminder to me of like oh yeah like this is legit like it's real like when you integrate all of that together like that's where the magic happens. And I know Jamie, you talk a lot about alignment. So, which I know can feel kind of like authenticity. Like it can feel vague. Like what is that? So yeah. For to sure. this end, like talk about That's- how that is like alignment and the magic of when you are aligned to your business and your life and all that good stuff.
1: It's so funny. Cause I was just doing a solo episode for my podcast. That does not belong to me yesterday. And I basically, it was like, I had to do it sort of last minute. I forgot that it needed to be sent to the editor. And so I ended up just writing questions, basically like journal questions that I asked myself and then spoke them to the microphone. It was like my own personal journal, like out there to the world now. But one of the questions, because I asked this to my guests on my podcast, what does alignment mean to you? So I was like, oh, I should probably answer that myself. Um, And I ended up like really spontaneously answering it in a way that was like, I actually think it's when we're going through the shit. Like I actually think it's when we fall and we stumble and we make mistakes and we find it really hard and it's how do we handle those moments and how can we like kindly and compassionately pick ourselves back up? And that's really what it is. You know, there's those moments, obviously that feel great. And like, we want to embrace and really acknowledge those like smooth sailing days or moments where you're like doing a launch in your business and it goes super well. And you get all these dream clients, like that absolutely is alignment, you know, but I think it's all of it. I just think it's not like, I talk about this a lot in my alignment series. Like it's not a line. It's not this straight and narrow path. It's all. It's all of it. It's all of it. And how do we handle that? And even in those moments, like in human design, we talk about our not self theme, which is those moments when we're kind of out of alignment. Actually, so there are things like frustration, anger, disappointment, bitterness, and we all experience all of those things. But we need to experience those to know that that's not what we want to live in, right? That's not what we actually want. And what led to that? So with awareness, which like you know, (laughs) with meditation helps a lot too, actually is just like sitting with that and becoming an observer of that, as opposed to like this critical judgmental person towards yourself of saying, oh, you messed up again. Like you're doing it wrong again. You know, you were busy last week. You said you were going to have a quieter week and now here you are again. And it's like, okay, that's okay. That's all part of this. Right. Yeah. I try again next week.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I really, I really love that. It's not like the, like, spiritual bypassing or like everything will just be like beautiful wonder tell you what to do and then you'll be fine yeah yeah it's like yeah like you said like it's when you're going through the shit and and katie i know like because you know you and i work together like uh doing meditation stuff and um like i was just expressing to you recently like my schedule is shifting as well it's like compressing and it's like y- using having to get used to using my inner guidance or even just like trusting that to be like oh i can like i can adapt and like and this will be okay and uh like kind of lassoing all of my my thoughts like all of those like busy spinning out like entrepreneurial uh, thoughts to be like, okay, what do like, c- can I actually get quiet and like, think about what I need and how to kind of get back to myself. And I know you work with like several people who are entrepreneurs, you're an entrepreneur yourself. So yeah. Why don't you like talk to a little bit about like, kind of like when your thoughts are a bit, wild. And when we are feeling overwhelmed and like lassoing that in and some things that people can do, and I know you're a big proponent of, it doesn't have to look the same for everyone. So what are Mm -hmm. some of your like best practices for when people are just spinning and they have to like find their center and make actually make a decision.
2: Oh yeah, that's such a good question. Um, I think it can actually tie into what you were just saying about alignment, right? So part of alignment is, for me, the question of, you know, what are you aligning to, <laughs> right? Because at any given moment, we can be kind of following external stuff, whether it's expectations from an industry or from someone who is talking on Instagram, like whatever it is, or a past idea we had or society even, right? Like these are all things that we can easily and probably we all do align with inadvertently. But I think, you know, Jamie and I, our work is very much around learning or relearning how to align with yourself, with something within yourself, like your own anchor, your own compass. And that's where that inner guidance comes from and the inner wisdom, because when you're trying to just like make sense of other people's ideas, and this ties into how you coach about business, right? When you're trying to say like, well, this person tells me to email market and this person's telling me Instagram's the thing. And then I have to do a funnel. It's like, you can't do it all. You can't simultaneously be following all those different Paths, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like it's it's just a constant struggle. And then we feel bad because we're failing at it or whatever. Um, Or maybe it's just me.
1: It's
0: not. It's not. It's no, it's (laughs) (laughs)
2: magic. It's almost like, so I love the idea of lassoing or like turning the ship, right? So instead of like looking for the lighthouse all around you 360 degrees, it's like you start to find the lighthouse within yourself, which might sound a little cheesy, but because that's always there. And once you develop that and learn to trust it, you can always access it. So no matter what's going on, whether it's a business question, life question, family issue, relationship, like whatever you have that access to something in you that, you know, and you're familiar with and you trust. So that's, I mean, a little side (laughs) tangent on alignment. Um,
0: No, I love it. It's like the perfect,
2: (laughs) that's like the perfect thing because
0: I mean, it is like the like people listening. I I can't imagine anyone listening to this would be like, oh no, I've never felt the pull (laughs) to go in the direction that somebody else is telling me to go in. And it's I think it's really, really hard and terrifying to be like, I am gonna do something different. Like I was just doing a free training the other day, and I kept saying, like, and this is your permission to, and this is your permission to, which like, not that, you know, for anyone who doesn't feel like they need my permission, I don't want that to sound condescending, but I feel like a lot of times for people who like, especially have not been running different businesses or, or a single business for a long time over a period of years, like, and, and has that like deep understanding of sales and marketing and and like all of that, like it can really feel like if I do this thing in alignment with what feels right to me, even though it's not what I quote unquote am told I should do, like, am I gonna break something? Is that gonna be wrong? Like, can I even trust that? And so it's like I I feel to me it feels liberating to give people permission to be like, No, it will be like, you can trust yourself. Like it will be okay. Um, It might, you know, we might have to modify a few things or do some tweaks or whatever, but like ultimately there are enough combinations of things that you can do that I truly feel like there's a sweet spot for, for every person. So it's, it's great to hear you just reflect that out because yeah, I, I feel like it, oftentimes it feels so, um, it's like, we're having this constant inner battle with ourselves between like what our gut is telling us to do or not to do. And all of the noise that we are taking in that is telling us to like, do all of these disparate like sales and marketing techniques and strategies.
1: All of this is so on point with human design, because a big part of human design is to not make decisions from the mind, right? Which is like so challenging because our mind is so loud, which is so on point with meditation too, which is why we need that space. We need to quiet ourselves so that we can actually tune in and hear that voice, that deeper knowing inside. And I like that it's called like, I don't know if you've read Glennon Doyle's Untamed. I have it as a oh coaster gosh. right under my drink right now. It's so good. It I have it, it like knowing. three yeah. feet away from me. It's highlighted <laughs> High like nearly all of it is highlighted, <laughs> but yes, yeah, exactly. go ahead. <laughs> yeah. But she talks about your, your knowing. And I like that mm-hmm. word, you mm-hmm. know, cause we use like instincts or intuition as well, but it's like, We all feel it in a different way. We might feel it in our physical body or hear it like a whisper or, you know, it depends how woo we want to go, but we all have that if we can learn to quiet. And it's exactly what you guys were talking about. And so much of that is trust. Like you've used that word a few times now, but it's really like trusting and like actually letting go of. this timeline first of all of like maybe when things are supposed to happen but also what it's what it's supposed to look like and I often talk about in human design I'm just going to throw this in because I can't help it but (laughs) there's a reflector energy type which is a super rare one only one percent of the population are reflectors but what I was talking about before of you're not self-themed so when you're out of alignment there's this disappointment But their signature, what they're meant to feel, what they desire, they want to feel a surprise. And I just think that's like so magical because imagine like all of us were just like, not just sitting there being like, okay, universe, you know, throw stuff at me. But like being yourself and speaking about what you love and, you know, trying things out, experimenting with life a little bit and with your business, but being open to surprise and being open to wonder. And it seriously eliminates the disappointment, right? Like if we have all these expectations of how it's all gonna go down when we're launching an offer, it's like likely disappointment will be a part of something in there, you know? So if we can just release that, and uh, you know, I'm saying that, but it's, and it's hard, it's all of this is hard work, but it's good work. Yeah.
2: And I think (laughs) it's important to say, you know, it's not like we never get external advice Or, you know, coaching, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like Erica, you are my coach and I ask advice. And when you, you know, offer something to me, I I trust you, you know? So it's not to say that like we only we have to do everything ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. It's just that most of us are, we have so much going on externally, so much like oriented towards other people and other people's intelligence and whatever authority. And so we like all, most of us, I'll say kind of need that practice of being able to tune in and trust ourselves. Um, there's
1: so much that I feel like I know internally if I trust, but there's so much, I don't know. (laughs) Right. Hence Erica and you Katie, like, and so many people I seek guidance from.
0: (laughs) Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I definitely, um, thank you for that. And I, I absolutely want to touch on that because it is so important. And I have like I have all, I have tons of coaches. I mean, I currently, or in the past and I know I will in the future. So yeah, like I, I always am more than happy to get the brilliance of other people to support me. Um, so I definitely like want to touch on that in a minute, but you why I wanted to have the both of you on together. Well, a few reasons, Uh, obviously, because the work that you do is really aligned with each other, but also because it's really aligned with each other, you have been able to collaborate. And this is one of my favorite things in my own business, in growing my own business. Uh, My core thing, like that, the book, The One Thing, I read it years ago and my one thing was relationships and it's every time I like kind of mentally go back to like, what is my, what is my one thing? It always universally is still relationships. And so, um, I, I can see like where collaborating and relationships have really helped me grow my business in a way that feels very aligned to me. And you have been able to do that as well for each other. So talk a little bit about how you have been able to merge your, your brilliance into alignment to perfectly serve your people.
1: Well, I just want to say that the first um, session we had in Rebellious Success, when Katie started talking about what she did, I was like, oh, I need that <laughs> Like immediately, <laughs> like the way you spoke about it. And, and I felt like there was definitely a connection in terms of um, our beliefs around yoga and, and and all of that but i yeah i basically was like i'm a yoga teacher but i need help with meditation that is something i struggle with and the way you spoke about what you offer i was like i want that but then yeah the more getting to know you i just there's so many similarities um but we also have different expertise so i think that's what's so fun about it and i gave katie her human design reading and then she's offered me some mentorship and coaching for my meditation practice so It's been so, so valuable to have first of all met through this program, but then to stay connected. And one of my favorite things, Katie, with you is just talking to you. So that's why I love like (laughs) doing Instagram lives with you. And I honestly don't really care who listens. Obviously, I would love people to listen because they would benefit from it as well. But I just find it's you're so interesting to speak to. So that's that's fun for me. But then I'm just excited too going forward. Like, I don't know if you want to speak to sort of what we had talked about for the fall potentially.
2: Yeah. Well, I have to say, I, I think this is probably a good sign. I feel like I got the good end of the deal in our collaborations. It's funny. Cause I
1: feel the same too. So that's a good, that's when you know, it's a good relationship. <laughs>
2: um, because when we did connect early on in the program, I was struggling to figure out this like one-on-one mentorship program. And so Jamie really helped me practice and like understand how that could work. And she was so willing to test it out with me. Um, and because we both come from this point of view, um, her feedback was like just so helpful and spot on. And what was cool because she had given me my human design reading, and I was starting to think about that. And that would come up, you know, in talking about her challenges and what was going on with her around meditation and self care. Um, as we got through this kind of coaching work together, we actually started to design her meditation practice with human design in mind. So like without going into the nerdy details, basically I, you know, we, the first part of our work together was to just establish the habit of practice and just get that into her body and get used to it and find a rhythm that felt good. And then once she had that, we were like, okay how can we make this more interesting? Like, how can we make this serve you in a way that like makes sense and is good and helps you. And so we were able to kind of speak the language of human design and create a practice that served her energy centers and, you know, what she was working through on on that kind of stuff. Um, And that was just very cool for me because I love having different lenses to look through to create a meditation practice and, you know, could involve movement, could involve breath work, could involve all kinds of things. But that's like really tailored, really custom and specific that is just like, like bespoke for you and what, and you right now, right? Like not you, this idea of you perpetually, but like, what are you going through right now? What will be helpful? What's going to actually be something that you maybe even look forward to doing that, you know, why you're doing it, that you understand. Um, And so that was really cool. And I, I can't stop thinking about it. So I think Jamie and I are going to do a workshop together, hopefully this fall, on meditation and human design, and sort of some common themes people can use to create a personal practice that serves them authentically mm-hmm. and in line with that.
0: And you, you did some uh, breath work for her, some of her clients too. Right? Like it, part of the alignment series, right? Didn't you come in and? I did a
2: restorative class for, so Jamie also- That was for my yoga community. Yeah. Yeah. So that was was great because, you know, again, in terms of from like a business point of view, being able to connect with someone whose clients and people you work with are like also my kind of people and they're used to this kind of um, way of speaking about practice and self-care is just-
1: And I already spoke about you so much in my classes that I was like, okay, I got to bring her in here so they can meet you.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. It's, you know, for anyone listening, it's really cool. Like when you have that connection with somebody and you serve similar people, but doing slightly different things, like. collaboration does not mean that you need to create and launch a whole gigantic course together or form a business partnership or anything. It can literally just be, you know, bringing that person in to speak to your community, whatever your community is, even if that's just an IG live or something. So it's, it's really fun and it's, it's really powerful, both just from I mean, not just from like a business possibility, you know, revenue angle, but I don't know. I feel like it just adds this depth to our, like just to our business lives and our, and our marketing and, and all of that, that just, to me, it makes it more fun. Maybe to some people they're like collaborations feel like a nightmare, but to me, it just, it feels like you're doing something like with a friend.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes. For sure. I mean, there's also this spirit of abundance, right? Like there's a world Mm -hmm. in which I feel like Jamie and I could have come into this group together and felt like we were competition
1: because we both teach
2: yoga and we both kind of have this, you know, mindset of acceptance and stuff. But thank goodness that didn't happen. (laughs) And I think it's been a really good positive reinforcement for me of like, yeah, we're so similar. We totally jive and we can talk about a lot of things. And we do really different things Mm -hmm. like, and someone is going to come to her for what she offers and is going to be so delighted and, you know, have a great experience and someone's going to come to me and maybe there's someone who would do both. And maybe there's someone who would do neither and that's all Mm -hmm. fine. And like, it's not a competition. We all just like, I mean, this is the first time I really felt that like, I'm not, I'm not sugarcoating. Like, I really feel like we're Mm. just supporting each other. And I feel, it is fun. It is fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. what I I can
1: say too, to like working or being like, let's say a beta client of Katie's like to try out this, this process is that like, I see everything she's put into it, you know? And I spoke about this too, about other like female entrepreneurs is that like uh, with the rebellious success women, not only do we see like these amazing um, offers that they're putting out there and, you know, that all this based on life experience and trainings and programs, but we see the behind the scenes of like, what email platform should I be, be using? And you know, which like, I still struggle with like, which one do I put my video on to? Or there's so many aspects of it that when we go and like show our faces to people and we're like, here you go. It's like, they don't even see, you know, they don't even see what's came what's come before that. So anyways, there's so much to speak to that, but Katie's yeah. done a great job and, and all of it. I love
0: it. Or, I, those are such both such good points because I actually have a few friends, um, who, you know, we do like you were saying, Katie, like very similar, not identical, but very, very similar work. And yeah, it would be so easy to be like, I can't be friends with them. I can't let them know what I'm doing and, and all of that. But it's like, yeah, no, it doesn't. I I don't know. Like it's, I I believe there is enough, enough room for all of us. And it's really cool to hear about what they're doing and, um, feel inspired by that and excited for them and, and cheer them on. And, and Jamie, to your point too, like, uh, I know for all of you, there were several things where I'm like, Oh, Hey, I'm thinking about changing this or adding this or doing this. Like, what do you all think? Like, I want your feedback on the program. And so it was fun to have you in my first cohort because, and that can feel very like, I don't know, there's probably a lot of people out there who would be like, I don't want to ask my clients. They're going to think I'm like ridiculous that like, I should just know, or I should be, but I'm like, no, like I want to hear from you. You're in the container. This is why we love you
1: though. (laughs) This is like,
0: this is why you're human. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I can't, it's like, I don't know. I'm just too. (laughs) I, I guess I, I just can't, I can't help, but like do things differently. It's just in my, it's just in my nature, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so back to, to coaching. Cause I know, um, Katie, you just put out a really beautiful email about feeling like you didn't resonate with the term coach. And and I very much felt that too. Um, especially because, oh God, like the business coaching industry, there's like so many bad actors in it and stuff. Um, but back to the point about like getting help and allowing ourselves to be supported. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because I know it was Jamie that actually like helped to empower you to feel okay being a coach.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, for me, it's the life coach. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> stigma. Like, cause I feel like every previous business program I went through, it was like all you know copywriters and marketers and then like life coaches. And I'm just, I'm all respect to life coaches. Like that is not me. I am, that's not what I do. Um, and so I just really was hesitant around that word. Um, and then, you know, like meeting you, Erica and signing on for Rebellious Success and like, you know, coach had always been something I thought that was like out of reach for me, you know, it was it something I couldn't afford was like, you know, a level that I wasn't at yet. And, working with you in this program, which just fit what I needed so well, I started to get more comfortable with this idea of like, no, like that this is what I want and this is what I need. <laughs> and I can have it, right? Like I can have someone advise me and support me um, around my business and and everything that's involved in that. And then meeting Jamie, who, you know, I knew had a yoga background and was doing human. I think you, you call yourself a human design coach, right?
1: Or so alignment coach and human design leader, but really any of the above.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The the word coach is in there (laughs) somewhere. (laughs) And so seeing someone who had, who was able to like really beautifully bridge yoga and coaching kind of opened this new doorway in my brain. And the more I just circled around it, it was like, that's what I do. Like this kind of positive, empowering Accepting, compassionate style of coaching. Like that is what I do. And, you know, the default is to call myself a teacher, meditation teacher, breathwork teacher. Mm-hmm. And there's something about that power, inherent power dynamic that just didn't mm-hmm. feel right for me as I was moving into this more different space around personal practice and self care. And, So I liked to be able to think of coach as like the person supporting you, the person helping you figure out what works versus trying to impart some kind of cookie cutter structure Mm -hmm. or program on top of you. Subtle difference, but for me, it kind of really started to crack things open.
0: Yeah, that is, that is a really huge difference. And that is yeah, that's like got my gears turning too because yeah, it's very much yeah, I don't wanna as much as I love teaching and yeah. teaching, you know, free or you know, paid workshops and things like that, it's a different relationship than when I'm actually coaching, um, right. for sure. And uh, I mean, because you all you all know, like I I, I feel like the difference is like in coaching to your point about like cookie cutter and even the like human design and alignment, I I always end everything with like, how does that feel for you? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it's never, uh, it's like a very clear line of like, like, I'm definitely not one of those coaches that just only answer, like asks open-ended questions. Like I do have a really, you know, a strong strategic brain and can come up with ideas and like to, present the ideas, but it's always like the agency goes back on to you and ultimately whatever you decide, like, yeah, rock on. Like I, I support that. That's the most important thing for me for sure.
2: Yeah. And you're teaching skills. You're still teaching tools, skills, methods, right? Yeah. But it's like, that's in this container of coaching, which is about like, how, how do you choose which ones mm-hmm. are going to work for you? Which ones feel good, which ones make sense, right? That's kind of like the open part of it versus yeah. just saying like, start with this, then do this, then do that, then do that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. And Jamie, I know you, um, cause you don't just run your Personal business. You also <laughs> co-run your family business. Like yes. you're you've been renovating a whole house. Like
1: you wear a lot oh of hats. You're doing a lot It's of so things. funny. Even just sitting here now, like I have the day off. I'm putting that in quotation marks from this small little marina restaurant bar that I run in the summers. Um, out in the eastern townships. It's about an hour outside of Montreal. And my husband is like trying to quietly, he's like, is it okay if I sand and you're downstairs for the podcast? And I was like, no, no that's just our house is very small and no. Um, <laughs> and then I just saw a delivery truck go by to the Marina. Cause I live on the same street as it. And I was like, Oh God, right during the lunch rush, that is not good. You know, like <laughs> so hard to turn off in the summer, but this is why that, that I came up with, I think that answer of what is alignment to me is like, experiencing these moments where it's like, this is not feeling good. <laughs> so what can I do to make it feel better? I had to make two trips to the grocery store this morning. Cause I forgot chips. Anyways, it's just like, yeah, it's been a wild ride of a summer. It's been super busy. Um, And I can't complain in a way because we're very lucky to still have a restaurant that's open after this pandemic and still during this strange time where now people have come out of the woodworks and they're excited to go to a restaurant, but it's like they don't really know how to be a human anymore. (laughs) So they have all these, speaking of expectations, like I spoke about before. So yeah, there's a lot of heightened expectations and we have to kind of, anyways, it takes a lot of energy is what I've realized. So I've been trying to keep my personal Jamie Moore coaching yoga, human design business afloat all summer. In whatever way that feels good, right? Like mm-hmm. just saying, you know, and that would be doing my podcast every other week. That feels really good. I enjoy that so much. It's still talking about human design. I gave a free uh, workshop the other night and it's doing a few readings, but I've realized that the readings, cause they take about an hour and a half of my time where I'm speaking and it's like, you know, it's a lot mm-hmm. of energy to do that. So I realized that those have felt a little bit more of a struggle to do. And I think it's because mm-hmm. I don't have as much energy as I did all winter long, let's say. So that's been interesting to kind of navigate and I'm super excited for the fall, (laughs) not trying to rush the moment, trying to be super present, but, um, I am looking forward to first of all, taking a break and then seeing what's going to come of my business because I have a few offers in the, in the works. Like I feel like I'm getting really excited about a few ideas that I have coming up, which will still incorporate human design and yoga and, uh, helping people to live their best lives. (laughs) I love it. I love that. So great. And it's so, it's so
0: real and it's so honest. And I know, so like you, um, like obviously people invest in you to guide them and you have invested in me and in Katie. So what is your take on that? Like the power that comes from, investing in help, investing in Mm. guidance and coaching or mentorship, however, you know, people want to see it or call it. What is that? How does that like, what's your take on that?
1: Well, I very strongly believe in it first of all. And I think when I look back on who I've invested in on the coaches I've hired or the programs I've taken, I do it very spontaneously. Like it's a very Mm. like just okay. I'm in, that's it. Like, I don't overthink it. Like I, for when I signed up with you for rebellious success, I think I watched one live and it was, I think I was like last minute, like I was in Mm -hmm. under the wire and you had, I think the thing I remember you saying was basically like, I can kind of help you. Um, it was something along the lines of get from a say $3,000 a month to a $5,000 month, or you use sort of those numbers in some Uh way. And I was like, Oh, that's what I need. I don't need six figures yet because that's the coaching world is all about the yeah. six figure month. Is it even? Yes. <laughs> Which it's is great. Right. Now it's a it's week. week, and now that's it's a, a week. week. Okay. We've compressed it to a week, <laughs> and that is great. I don't want to like you know if I got there one day, that's amazing, and like you know if you're there, that's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, it just you spoke to me. You really spoke to me. And I've been with other coaches who don't speak to me anymore, or they do in certain ways, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they did at the Mm -hmm. time and you're going to be a coach of mine. Like, I know I'm going to constantly listen to you, but I'm also going to learn from other people too. So yeah, yeah, I'm just such a believer. I just put it out there to like, look for someone to help me put my video content on my website, you know, as simple as that. And like, it was something that came up like now, now I want to just get past this roadblock and I need help. And I could mm-hmm. figure it out we talk about this a lot and it's like we could figure out how to do it like I'm a smart person I could look mm-hmm. it up YouTube has like everything right um <laughs> but my time is way more valuable and mm-hmm. by the time I'm going to spend trying to figure this out could be used with creating magical offers so I'm going to do that so I'm definitely like so open to spending spending money on myself in so many ways <laughs> And I yes. think people like I love the conversation around like the price tag and how much people are charging for certain mm-hmm. things and I do feel like I still have room to grow in terms of like maybe I'm undercharging still but we have to do what feels right it's exactly mm-hmm. what you said like what energetically feels good and it doesn't need to be based around like okay well that's one hour of my time so I have to charge you know it's mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be that way which you've taught us as well so that's going to be still a work in progress of what should I charge as a coach. Um, but surrounding myself with people, like, like both of you helps a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
0: And I really like, I know it's so, uh, it can be so hard at first, kind of like Katie, you mentioned earlier about like just investing, feeling like, you know, you weren't the type of person who could have a coach. Um, I feel like it can be such a hard leap for a lot of people, uh, because we're not like, we're, we're normalized to believe in like college, right? Like that is a worthy thing to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars into, but when it comes to something that is like outside of the norm, I, I feel like it's hard. And like, I, then I think once you do it and unless you get, unfortunately like burned badly, like have a really bad experience, like. But like once you have a really good experience, it it's such a different feeling. Like I love investing in other people to be supported in all different ways, like not just business, but also personal because it just feels like really spacious and really nice to have that right. Like when I am just yeah, like when I don't want to spend a trillion hours going over thousand ideas in my mind, I can just like go to that person and be like, let me just brain dump all of my thoughts. Can you help me sort this out? And then it's like, Oh, great. Now I can do what I need to do. It's just, it's so, it it feels like such a gift. It it really does. It really Mm -hmm. does. Um,
1: And at a certain point, like I know for me and I've talked to other people too, you can experience like program burnout or like I was on a roll like 2020, I invested, I'm sure it was, or anyways, maybe over a couple of years, but over $10,000 probably in like coaching and Mm -hmm. programs. And I don't have any regrets about that. But I remember after being in certain programs, um, there was a moment where I was like, I just need the space. And it's really that like, it's almost like Shavasana in yoga where it's like, okay, (laughs) you've done all the work and now you need to let it absorb and sink in. And I can literally cannot take it anymore, which is why over the summer, I have to like delete emails before opening them from people who are like free. Like even you, Erica, I'm like, yeah, what is, I literally was like, sign up. And I like had to move (laughs) my hand away because I was like, there's no, I have no capacity for this right now. Like, you know, and and that's fine. That's okay. I will eventually again soon, but just understanding our limits too, in terms of taking in knowledge. Yes.
0: Oh my God. I love that. And honestly, I love that you didn't sign up. Truly,
1: Like (laughs) it makes me happy. Don't (laughs) show up.
0: I told a client yesterday, she was like, should I not take the vacation and and do this thing for my work? I'm like, take the vacation. This is not, I'm not even going to say like, how do you think that, how does that feel? for? No, take the vacation. Yes. (laughs) I've been This is, I'm just straight up telling you, but yeah, no, I love, oh my gosh. I, everything you said, and I am glad it's not just me because I always need integration time Mm -hmm. as well. Like I'm peaks and valleys in terms of like being in programs. So awesome. Well, speaking of programs, we will wrap it up, but I would just love to hear from each of you. Like what was your biggest takeaway or aha, or Thing that you got from rebellious success that you would want somebody else to know? Put me on the spot.
1: I'll go. <laughs> I'm Katie, if you don't mind. I mean, one of my core values, definitely like you spoke to relationships and I think like one of mine is connection or community. I kind mm-hmm. of believe in both. And I think for me, that was the biggest part, like what we've just been talking about with collaboration, but like having a leader too, right? Like there's one thing to be said about like, okay, a group of entrepreneurs that meet and chat or, you know, um, have the hot seat or something like that. But having someone like you, Erica, as like an actual leader there to give your like wisdom and advice, but also you were so great at being like, actually, Jillian, you might have a better idea in this, in this topic. Mm. So what do you think, you know, and it makes us really feel like seen and heard and included. And it's not just you being like, Hey, do this, do this, do this. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, and, and also the longevity of it. Like, I do feel like, I think it was six months, right. Mm -hmm. That felt like a really good amount of time to build these connections and really trust each other. um, And then to continue onward after with things like this, even, so as much as there's like, I could go into like details of like how I progressed with like my website and actually like my email marketing and that sort of stuff too, like the actual logistics of running a business. But I have to say for me, it was definitely that just feeling this like support for at all times too, because it wasn't just our call every two weeks. It was the Slack channel as well. That was like, just so, so incredible. There was always someone there for you. I love that. I love to hear it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.
2: I second all of that. Um, Yeah, (laughs) our our group was very special. (laughs) And while I want to think that it was just all of us and no no group could ever be as special, I'm sure every group you pull together is very special. Um, But I think for me, I mean, there's so much I could say, but I'll try to keep it comprehensible. Um, One really big thing, which was right at the top of the program was nailing down my truth about like, Mm. why am I doing this work? Why is it important to me? What do I really believe? Like take away again, all those like external of like what it's supposed to be or what I should be doing. And just like, really, what am I doing here? And I feel like I've tried to do that work before but then kind of got out when it got tough, like mentally challenging and being within the group and having a place to just bounce ideas and evolve it helped me to really nail it down to the point where I have printed it out and it's now like, it's here. Like, I mean, I did it this morning because I was like, I need this. But but it's like, and they're still true. Like what, eight months later, I'm like, yeah, that is it. That This is what I'm doing. This is why I'm here. And related to that, I think the other thing that I really got out of this program that has been super meaningful is like, I'm no longer entertaining the idea of quitting like as a real idea. I mean, sure. Like I have bad days. I'm like, wow, I just want to quit and read a book and eat snacks, but like, I'm really not entertaining the idea of quitting. Like I am, this is what I am here to do and I will find a way to do it and I will keep trying things and things will suck and some things will be good, but like I'm in it and I have to just ride through the crappy times when they come up, enjoy the good stuff, notice what works and just keep moving forward. But Before I really had a lot, I would go into like big waves of just like doubting and backpedaling and all kinds of stuff. So I feel like getting out of that has been mentally at least very meaningful and helpful.
0: I love that. Oh my gosh. That just makes me so happy to to hear because uh it's kind of funny, like starting with truth. It does feel a little bit like I worry sometimes, like, oh, is it gonna feel too wishy-washy? You know, because it's not, it's not necessarily like, oh, let's hit the ground running to how you can make money this week, but it's it's also very intentional because it is the foundation for so important everything else that comes after it. So It's true. I've done that
1: that for, yeah, exactly. I feel like I've done that too, like finding your why, your truth, but you need to do it like regularly. And if you Mm -hmm. like redo it and it's still the same, that's amazing too, right? (laughs) Or a version of it in one way or another. Yeah. I love that. Well, this was so awesome.
0: I appreciate you both so much for so many reasons. (laughs) Thank you again. And thank you, Erica. This was the best. Yeah, yeah, it really was like, I won't, I will end it here. Cause I could keep talking to you for another like four hours, but <laughs> <laughs> cause I love you both so much, but thank you again. Have a beautiful day. You too. Thanks, Erica. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the sell it sister podcast. If you loved it and you want more, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and then head on over to sell dot to join my free Facebook community group. And as your mama said, sharing is caring. So if you got a lot of value out of this episode, be sure to share it with your biz besties too. Okay? Now get out there and sell it, sister.